Spencer, I saw a, uh, <laughs> I saw a skit and it was like, I forget where it was, but it was like uh, the casual guy at the office that everybody hates. And he was just like at the call, <laughs> at the Keurig, standing around the Keurig and he just goes, yeah, so uh, hey, pitchers and catchers this week. Huh? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I lost it. I was like, that is so true. Just like there's always that guy at every office. It's just like, hey, so uh, pitchers and catchers soon. Right after the Super Bowl, he goes, ah, pitchers and catchers. <laughs> that's me. It's definitely me. Uh, that's funny. You saying that it reminded me of that. When uh, when you said that you saw a skit, I thought you were gonna say, I thought you were gonna be like, yeah, I just saw this skit, this baseball skit, uh, where it's like, who's on first? <laughs> These two guys are going back and forth. I don't know why. I thought that's where you're gonna go. No, I I immediately rolled my eyes because I thought you were gonna try and pull off that this was like some new skit that you saw. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for assuming that. Yeah. It was just was such like a. It just felt like such a Brett move. I was I was just like already prepared for it and like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Brett moved by trying to pass off the joke. Spencer moved by being uh, pitchers and catchers reporting. Victor moved by first. changing the tone of his voice, knowing that signaling that we started recording. A hundred percent. And getting called out for it, like always. Uh, Why do you change the tone of your voice sometimes? It's not all the time, but like right there, you like, did. It's his, I don't know because, but it's I'm half the time. Half the time. <laughs> Before we start, I'm like out of it or feel lazy, but I I don't want to come off as like that through there. So I'm like, yeah, let's have this positive attitude and welcome back to Top Fair Sports. And that's like the voice I bring in. So I don't know. I didn't. I don't think I realized I changed it that much. But uh, it's very noticeable. Well, considering we cut it off there, people who don't listen or people who listen like don't know. That's true. It's- but now, they now, do. That, now, now they do. Um, <laughs> and now that you all do, welcome back to Top Chair Sports. I'm Victor. Uh, I'm joined today by Brett. And Spencer is back with us uh, after having to take off last week. So, Spencer, welcome back. Hi. Yes, I just wanted to say, as a first-time listener last week, uh, I definitely noticed the change of voice as a listener, not only as a participator. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Happy to be uh, back. <laughs> yeah, so I heard pitchers and catchers reported. Let's start with the MLB. Let's yes, uh, just uh, some minor signings to go over. Um, well, the Yankees and Brett Gardner are staying together. It's it's a tale as old as time. Um, after the Dodgers re-signed Justin Turner, everybody was like, this is the next thing that needs to happen. That just like makes sense. And it did. And I believe it's, it's a very, uh, very cheap contract one year, 4 million. Um, and then there's an option uh, tied to it that I think is for like 7 million or something like that. I don't know, but uh, Brett Gardner, not as good as he used to be. Uh, the Mets signed Taiwan Walker, that was their way to kind of combat the Yankees news. Uh, you know, they got to make sure that they they stay out ahead here in the New York. Am I still here? Did I get disconnected? Yes. Yeah. No, I, I, I've just been like thinking about Beauty and the Beast ever since you said Taylor's. No, I got a message that popped up. Uh, a message popped up and it was like trying to reconnect. Anyway, the, the, this, this episode. <laughs> it sounded like... <laughs> This episode doesn't want me to talk about baseball. It doesn't want me to be back. This episode left the water cooler the minute you brought up the testers. Um, yes, Taiwan Walker, uh, two years, $20 million deal with the Mets. Um, that also has a player option for the third year. So the Mets are kind of like piecing together some sort of Frankenstein's monster to make up for the loss of Noah Syndergaard. Um who I think is going to be out the entire season, if I remember correctly. Um, so DeGrom, Carrasco, Stroman, Walker, and David Peterson will most likely now be that rotation. Not a bad rotation. And if Syndergaard was there, it'd be, be a really good one. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then I think really the only other piece of notable news, hopefully I'm not forgetting anything. If I am, who cares? Uh, Ian Desmond opted <laughs> out of the 2021 <laughs> season. Um, he opted out last year as well. So this is the second straight year now he's he's opting out, um, assuming that this is all related to, to COVID and everything. Um, and so we'll probably start seeing more uh, because if you guys didn't hear, pitchers and catchers have reported, and so we'll we'll likely no get uh, players. Uh, you know, we'll we'll probably hear a couple more players who decide not to uh, take part in the season, which is absolutely understandable. Um, a lot of people are speculating that the Rockies will most likely just cut him at this point, uh, just because he's eating up salary. But then again, they're the Rockies. So I think they can afford them because they're not paying anybody else. Uh, oh, one last thing. Brett and Victor can get your opinion on the Todd father signing in Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Real exciting minor league deal, <laughs> you know, makes a whopping one and a half mil if he does make the roster, which he will. I see a platoon happening with him and Moran at first, which if that doesn't get you excited for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball, I don't know what will. But no, I actually really like the signing because I can almost guarantee Frazier will do decent and then the Pirates can flip him and get some more prospects at the deadline. Mm-hmm. So um, I love it. Yeah, why not? Bring in a couple more veteran guys like that to, to also flip. I hope, you know, I'm all for it. Victor. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, the goal is to build for the future. As said, every time we've brought up the Pirates, they're not meant to win now. So um, as long as we do flip them, then great. And if we don't, um, I guess I don't really yeah, have I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, we will. And actually, I do have one more thought on this. While I, I have insomnia and I was up at like 3 a.m. last night and this thought actually crossed my mind while I while I was awake. And well, I'll take a break from the how are the Panthers Damn it. I was going to say that. Night. <laughs> hey, well, well, we'll get to that. But um, I was thinking that right as of right now, the right side of the Pirates infield is probably going to be Frazier and Frazier. So that's pretty cool. Although... I expect Adam Frazier to be dealt before the season starts. So we might not get to see that, but um, if he doesn't, which I would be surprised, but if he doesn't, that's pretty cool. Frazier, Frazier, right side of the infield. I wonder if that's ever happened before in the MLB. I think it's, it's something, you know, Hmm. it's worth mentioning. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. It's worth mentioning. These are the kind of thoughts I get. I just, like, I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah, both Frasers will probably be gone by the by next season, though. So, you know, enjoy it while we yeah, can. Probably, probably a good bet. Yeah, that was basically my thought immediately. Minor league deal, it's it's low risk. Like you said, odds are he's going to make the, the roster, but it'll be $1.5 million if he's if he's tearing it up by the deadline. Somebody could use the bat, I'm sure of it, and he could see him shipped out somewhere else. And if not, then you paid him a whopping $1.5 million that will not hurt you in the long run. So, yeah. Sorry, I have one more thought Jesus. on this as well. Oh, that my I, God. I, I, I keep forgetting. Um, <laughs> I also saw that since 2016, uh, Todd Frazier actually has more home runs per at-bats than Josh Bell has had. So that's... Another fun little stat. Nice. Pirates fans won't want to hear that because, you know, how could they trade Josh Bell? That was such a bad move. But, um, yeah, yeah but Josh Bell wasn't this, like, real, like, big power guy, right? Like, Josh Bell was always just going to be a pure hitter, like a, like more of a gap kind of guy, a lot of doubles. Yeah. Like 20 yeah. home runs. Yeah, he had more gap power. Like, yeah, more gap power than like home run power, but he was expected on that Pirates team to be their home run hitter. So, I mean, I mean, yes, what does yes that really no. say though? I mean, uh, to, to be, I mean, he was the cleanup guy, you know, I mean, 
I mean, I mean, 37 home runs. I think that was a fluke. Josh, prove me wrong. Well, clearly. I love you too. Clearly it was. Um, because, <laughs> you know, it's what it's what's to be expected of somebody leaving Pittsburgh, right? Right? Am I right? R- right. Right. Yes. All right, I'm done with baseball. Unless Brett wants to like bring up like a fifth point on fucking Todd Frazier going to the Pirates. I wish I would have never brought it up. If I'm being totally honest. No, that was that was all I had. <laughs> yeah, short short baseball day. This was shorter than last week. You guys really like. I think the first twenty minutes was talking about baseball. Not you guys, Brett. Brett carries the team when okay. you're not here for baseball. I try and add some commentary compared to when you are here because then Brett Vic, can add commentary. And Vic, then I you don't brought have... up the most important thing last week, and that was that pitchers and catchers were going to soon be reporting. <laughs> honk, 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 honk. Yes, I... <laughs> Somebody was excited about that. <laughs> no, I, uh, I literally that car has been going off since we started <laughs> recording, so I finally had to go look. And make sure it wasn't my car. It's hot. <laughs> so we're good. What is happening? People in Boston. Like, did you hear? There's not, there's not a mute button either. On this this, so I would have muted myself. Pitches and catches, Brett. Oh, Pitches and catches. Um, well, <laughs> I'm going to, so I'm going to real quick jump to a new segment that I'm going uh-oh. to start now every week, which is the upset of the week. And. This week, the first ever upset of the week comes from women's college basketball. (laughs) What? Spencer is the upset of the week that you didn't tell us this was happening. Comes from women's college basketball, and that is Florida State knocking off the number three ranked team in the nation, Louisville, by nine points. So congratulations to Florida State. By a score of sixty-eight to fifty-nine. So sucks for Louisville. I'm sorry you have to be the first loser, but you know, just play better. Damn, you know? that's they, that puts them in the yeah. Hall of Fame. That puts them in the upset of the week Hall of Fame. First ever loser. Louisville. Louisville. Yep. And the car after I said that finally stopped going off. They were upset about that. They were like, <laughs> "We're not excited about Louisville. They're big Louisville fans." Um, that is a Louisville alum. That is. Can I yeah. just real quick, just like to build off of this, um, mm-hmm. uh, top cheddar, uh, loser, uh, hall of fame. Uh, you know, this is now something new that I'm starting. Uh, so Louisville women's basketball is a, is a part of this because of being the first loser of upset of the week, but also Rick Pitino, uh, just to add him in there. Cause I mean, fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah, that's so, very true. Top trader loser, Rick well Pacino. Said. Well said. Yeah. Another top cheddar loser. Yeah, jumping to hockey Todd quick. Frazier. Mike oh. Babcock, who was named head coach of the University of Saskatchewan this past week. Okay. Oh, how the mighty <laughs> fall. <laughs> um, deservedly so, because he's a... Uh, Am I allowed to say, am I allowed to curse on here? That's okay. He's a jagger. Anyways, um, I'm just going to jump to hockey. Victor, I'm just going to go rogue and keep talking here. Uh, so <laughs> there's, not a ton of, there's not a ton of notes in college hockey this week. Um, I should just give a congratulations to North Dakota for winning their fourth Penrose Cup, uh, clinching that this weekend. The Penrose Cup, for those who don't know, is the NCHC regular season winner. The NCHC, obviously a new conference. There's been like seven or eight years now it's been around. Um, North Dakota now has won the most at four, surpassing St. Cloud State, which previously had tied with North Dakota at three for the most. So congrats to North Dakota. They are regular season champs. And the only other note I had is Army continues to win. They've won like they're undefeated in like 12 straight and then have won an actual like nine straight in a row now. And they have clinched a bye in the Atlantic hockey tournament upcoming uh, with that win streak. So that's it for college. 
Oh, I have, a, I have another question going off of college. Sure. Because this will lead into uh, what I want to bring up. Okay. Spencer Let's hear Knight it. do this weekend. What? Did Spencer Knight win this weekend? Yeah, Spencer Knight won both of his starts, including another shutout uh, last night. Okay. Uh, since you said there's no more on college hockey, that just brings me to ever since two episodes ago when we talked about, uh, you know, how much you think about Spencer Knight and how it keeps you up at night. Like throughout Uh, the day, yeah. yeah. So the Florida Panthers off to a very hot start this year. Uh, one of their best in history run have been running two goaltenders 50% of the time. So when we talked about this two weeks ago, we talked about how, uh, you just don't know what they're going to do with Bobrovsky and Spencer Knight because he's going to be ready soon uh, within a couple of years. And already we are now seeing Bobrovsky almost turning into the backup on this team. I mean, they've played 16 games. Each goalie has gotten 50% starts. So it has now also made me wonder far more than I thought it would. Uh, since you brought this up, what is going to happen to Spencer Knight and how can the Panthers move Bobrovsky? Because clearly he's not even their starter anymore. Uh, it's a 50-50 split. He is statistically the worst of the two in those splits. Um, from you, I wanted to hear, like, what would they have to do to move him? What do you think? Especially in an, a year or two where Cap won't be moving up. Uh <laughs> I mean, you got to get creative. I don't No team's just going to – their best bet would be to move him to a team that has a ton of cap space, is rebuilding, and is willing to take that on. They'll probably have to throw in a very, very valuable draft pick and or prospect to get a team to take that contract if they just want to get rid of them. But I don't really see them doing that. I think they'll just bite the bullet and keep paying him his current salary until he is the backup and then like i said once you get down to maybe like two or three years left you can probably just buy him out and pay him for like the next six years but a less you know lesser cap hit free up some cap space that way but yeah it's an ugly situation you know i thought this year he would maybe find his game again you know every every goalie has a bad year here and there every player has a bad year here and there <laughs> of course it was um it, that doesn't mean you give up on him, you know, uh, but clear. Thank you. Uh, but clearly um, it's not going better for him so far this year, but still eight starts is not a lot. So he still has plenty of time to turn it around. So we'll see how it continues. Um, okay. But I do watch all of his starts very closely as well as Spencer Knights because it's, it's very intriguing. Okay. Yeah. I've just been uh, seeing how well Chris Dreiger, their other goalie has been or Dreiger. I don't know how exactly to pronounce it, has been doing um, both when you just look at the wins, which is why uh, you shouldn't just look at the wins, are doing very well, 6-1-1, and 5-2-1. But then when you get into it and see the fact that Bobrovsky, although a small sample size, uh, has almost 3.2 uh, goals allowed per game and less than the 900 save percentage, it's, it's looking rough. Mm. But yeah. Indeed. While we're on the NHL, let's jump into the rest of it. I'll let you go. Go ahead. Keep going, Rogue. Sorry. Sorry for interrupting. Yes. Um, so the Columbus Blue Jackets have received permission to have fans at games. So that will be starting probably this coming week. Uh, so that's cool to see. A lot of postponements have continued to happen this week. Mainly the Dallas Stars, which this time not COVID-related, uh, simply with the ice storm. They don't have power at their stadium. Uh, so they've had four games now postponed. Due to lack of power, which is, uh, you know, a team that already has missed probably – I think they've missed the most games due to COVID of any team so far in the league, and now they have this as well. So they are going to have quite the schedule uh, the rest of the year, and I kind of feel bad for them a little bit. Um, the COVID list for the NHL has actually greatly been improving, so that's good. Um, Connor McDavid got his 500th career point in his 369th game. Nice. Um, the reason this is interesting is because that is the same exact amount of games it took Sidney Crosby to reach 500 career Whoa. points. Kind of freaky. 
Uh, kind of freaky how that works. Not gonna lie, that creeped me out a little bit. Um, any any thoughts on that, Spencer? Vic? Uh, whoa, that's yeah, just that's wild. Like, whoa. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just crazy because. I mean, we know how great Sidney Crosby is and was, um, but I don't think I realized quite how statistically good he was right off the start. Um, I mean, I know he had 100 points his first season, but just the fact that they're lining up to this literally game by game uh, almost through this point in their career, it's incredible. Also, have in case you're not going to bring it up, uh, I probably will. Did you, go ahead. Did you see the stat of how many games it broke down for each of his hundred points? If you're going to bring it up, I won't talk about it. What do you What do you mean by that? So, for McDavid has now reached 500 points for his first hundred points. Did you see the amount of games played, and then for his next 100, the amount? Oh no, I did not go that far. Okay, so. Uh, they showed a stat, and it took him, I believe, 92 games for his first 100 points. And then since then, his next 100 points has taken less and less games each time to it only took him 63 games to get from 400 points to oh, 500 shit. points. Um, and he's just one of the few players where literally he's now in his uh, sixth season, fifth season, um, sixth season. His points per game has gone up every single year, and it's just insane um, because he's never averaged – less than a point per game and it's still going up from roughly 1.05 to over 1.56 so yeah he's incredible yeah to keep praising him i mean i have personally never seen a player quite like him um that's not a knock i can't stress this enough that's not a knock on anybody else that's not a knock on mckinnon it's not a knock on matthews crosby nobody it's just he's a different kind – like, McDavid's different. He plays a different way. Like, he can do things that those other guys can't. Just like Crosby can do things McDavid can't. Like, I'm not trying to upset anyone here. I, I, I can't stress that enough. But McDavid's unique. I've never seen a player like him. And it's – yeah, it is incredible how his points per game have gone up each year. And um, especially this season, he has been um, – just so good. And it's a shame it's a shortened season because the way he's playing this year, I would not have been shocked if this was an 82-game season to see him reach 130 points, which is something that hasn't been done in, like, forever. Not forever, but you know what I mean. Um, it's just incredible. He's just an amazing player. He's probably going to end with more points than Crosby simply because of the injury issues Crosby suffered um, there for a few years. So less games, uh, pending if stay healthy himself. Yeah. Right, assuming health. Um, yeah, it's just incredible. So good for him. Moving on though, this isn't about Connor McDavid. Uh, Nico Hishier, another good young talent in the league, was named the Devils captain and made his league debut. Congrats to him on being the newest captain of the New Jersey Devils. Uh, Devils were without a captain for like the past year when they traded Andy Green, their former captain. So cool beans to him. And then the last thing was the shit show that has been the Lake Tahoe games. Um, at least that's the last thing I had. The Lake Tahoe games, great idea. But the NHL forgot that the sun makes things warm. <laughs> and it, I mean, you want to talk about an embarrassing situation. That was the most awkward broadcast I've ever yep. watched. They literally, Spencer. I don't know if you got the the amazing chance to see this, but basically, they played the first period. They had to stop every commercial break for like five minutes to repair the ice. They got through the first, and then they said, "We can't play. The sun is heating the ice too much, and there were holes developing on the ice, which is extremely dangerous mm -hmm. to play on." And so they postponed this thing eight hours till midnight. Like, Saturday at midnight, they resumed this game. Um, in Eastern time. 
9 p.m. where it was being played. Right. And, like, right. Not, so, so not only was it the longest penalty kill in NHL history that the Knights <laughs> performed, because the Avalanche were on a power play in the middle of all this. It, it's the longest time between goals in a game in NHL history. But So, like, some cool stats, I guess, that will never be broken came out of this. But how embarrassing is that? Like, come on. Oh, my God. It's just – It's awful. It's <laughs> – Like, credit to the to, NHL to... for trying something new. And it was very – a very beautiful mm-hmm. scenery. Like, very cool. But holy crap, that's embarrassing. Like, this is why – this is why NHL's fourth. You know? Hate to say it, but this is why they're fourth. Yeah. The amount of hype that went into this – these games. Uh, the one yesterday and the one coming up tonight as we are recording. Oh, and they already postponed the, the one back more tonight as well. So the one today was originally supposed to be played at 3, uh, the one on Sunday. Then they push it to 7.30 because, oh, the sun should be down by then. They've already pushed it back even further because the sun heated the ice <laughs> more during the day than they were anticipating. <laughs> so I think they're talking like 8 or 8.30 now for tonight. Oh, like, Yeah, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, the NFL is over, right? MLB hasn't started. So you're competing with one of the other four major leagues right now for viewership. And you hype this up <laughs> so much. I don't know how we forgot the sun exists. Mm. Clearly, like, we already see how outdoor rinks can be, uh, obviously, nowhere near the quality at times as indoor rinks because you build them. They're meant for one or two-time use, everything. So we see those issues already in northern cities when outdoor games happen i just don't know how this wasn't thought out like i don't care that it's going to be 30 degrees or less at lake tahoe clearly the sun's gonna be out how have we not accounted for the heat from the sun because let's let's be honest even if it's cold outside the sun still gives off heat it doesn't just stop producing heat um it's the biggest the the worst look for the nhl uh yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so that was a that was a really funny and embarrassing and sad time uh, for hockey. But that's all. Uh, I had. Oh, uh, I have two more notes. Oh, Spencer, if you have no. something on this, go ahead. I, I just have something other else on hockey. Okay, go ahead. So I I assumed that one of the things that we might be talking about. I saw on Twitter that like something was happening with Sidney Crosby. I wasn't really sure what it was about. Yep. That's, um, what did you say, Vic? That's what I'm. Oh, okay. Going well, to I can let yeah. you set it up. Okay. Well, and then yeah. I have something to go off of it, if that would be better. Well, and if you okay, if we're gonna bring up that Crosby had his thousandth game, we also need to mention that Travis Zajac also Travis had his thousandth game yep. today. So congratulations. Those are the two things. Yes. I didn't think that was that newsworthy, but we can talk about it. Oh, I was just going to say congrats to Sid on his thousandth game. First Penguin to reach that mark. And then as Brett said, congrats to Travis Zajac for reaching that fourth devil to reach that mark. Oh, it's not a question. question? I couldn't remember what it was. I was like, I should probably look it up because we're probably going to talk about it. And I couldn't remember. And I realized it was his thousandth game. But I just thought it was funny because I googled Sidney Crosby. And this is what that's all I typed. And then it, Google brought up its recommended and it said, people also ask. And I just thought this was fucking hilarious. So I'm just going to go ahead and read <laughs> these for you. Is Alex Ovechkin better than Sidney Crosby? Fair question. How did Sidney Crosby meet Kathy Voitner? Okay. Interesting. <laughs> when did Mario Lemieux retire? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that builds off of Crosby, but okay. Is Sidney Crosby retiring from hockey? That makes sense. This was like a monumental thing, so people are probably wondering that. How many points does Sidney Crosby have? Okay. <laughs> this is my favorite okay. one. Can Ovechkin beat Gretzky? That's it. That's the question. Can he beat him? <laughs> well, okay. To people who watch hockey consistently, you know what but, that question is about, but but, <laughs> but the way it's phrased. phrased, and also Crosby's not in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you for uh, thank you for 
for coming to, to this TED Talk about how Google works. <laughs> okay, um, moving on. Let's go to the MBA next. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Spencer, take it away. Okay. Okay. With the NBA, we got our All-Stars <laughs> announced. Um, so just going through. Uh, well, first off, our captains are uh, the the Western Conference captain is LeBron James, and the Eastern Conference captain is Kevin Durant. Um, and then the the starters for each conference, the West, it's Luka Donacic, Steph Curry, Nikola Jokic, and Kawhi Leonard. And in the East, it's Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid. Um, I saw a lot of people were, like, upset about Luka. Um, A lot of people thought it should have been Dame. But other than that, I didn't really see too much discourse about uh, the starters. I kind of thought, like, you know, whatever. These guys are good, so... Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, and the only other thing I was going to say is, have you guys seen this Joel Embiid guy? Uh, one of the Eastern conference starters, damn, is he having a year and a week and just everything this man does it just like as a Sixers fan and also just as an NBA fan, it just makes me wet. That, that was it <laughs> yeah no um i thought i thought they got them right i think i think um giannis antento kumpa i didn't say uh, that i didn't say that that's not how i said it <laughs> i think he's been a an all-star every year of his career if i'm not mistaken now so that's um congrats to him that's impressive um you know it's tough with injuries sometimes and everything to accomplish that um and yeah i agreed with luca so people yeah, are... with that. i mean dame is a dame like he's he's and oh, luca's yeah, luke true you know? but uh no dame's like dame <laughs> is otherworldly at times and i get that but um i don't know i think i think luca deserved it I, I don't really understand why people are that upset about it um I honestly was I honestly was more understanding when people were upset about TJ Watt not winning defensive player of the year and I didn't agree with that either. So um <laughs> the only other thing in the NBA that I quickly wanted to touch on was the East is still kind of a mess. Um where and like the West is a lot I don't know the West is just so much more competitive than the East. And like, I was already expecting the East to have a couple of like sub 500 teams make it. Um, But there are only four teams in the East right now that have a a record above 500. Um, And it's just been crazy. I know the heat have had a lot of issues um, and they're finally starting to kind of like put some semblance of a season together, but they're the 10th seed in the East. Um, the Raptors, on the other hand, have really bounced back, and they are one of the teams sitting at 500, tied with Boston at five and six. Um, but yeah, just really gross and just ugly. The Eastern Conference. Yeah, and we talked la- uh, two weeks ago about who was our biggest disappointment, and y- you guys were saying that he. I think. For me, looking at this now, as it stands right now, it's the Atlanta Hawks mm-hmm. because I expected them to be in the postseason, and they are twelve and seventeen, and very much outside of the postseason right now. And by very much, how, I mean a game and a half. How how much of a shock is the Knicks for you guys? I mean, after how bad they were last year, I yeah, know they're still they, under five. They're they're not going to be in the playoffs, so we don't. I mean. So because you don't see them ending that way still, it's not like a shock. I could still see them finishing third from bottom in the (laughs) East, to be honest with you. That wouldn't shock me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Julius Um, Randle has been their MVP this season. He's been kind of like doing it all. 
but I, I I see them falling off the table as well. Shocked, I guess, though. I can say that. I am shocked that they're the eighth seed right now, 30 games into the season. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, and then over in the West, I mean, it's pretty much what we expect. Um, I think it's really funny that the Clippers and Lakers have the exact <laughs> same record. That just is you know, how balanced those two teams are. Um, and that, that should make for another fun. I, I imagine that'll probably end up being the Western semifinal. Maybe. I don't know. Because the Clippers can't really make the West final ever. So, Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but that should be fun too. Yeah, definitely just a lot more to like in the West. I mean, they're all eight teams that are sitting in a playoff position are above 500. And I mean, the teams that are just outside of it, Memphis, they're fun to watch. Dallas is fun. Uh, and like the Pelicans even could could give some of these teams a run for their money. So, um, yeah. And then while we're on basketball, uh, the uh, NCAA announced on Friday that um, they are allowing 25% capacity at the men's and women's March Madness tournaments. This includes staff, family members, and all participants, including media and everything, is included in the 25%. So it's not like they'll be a quarter of the stadium full with fans, but there will be fans allowed. So that will make for uh, an even better March Madness. So that's good news. Speaking of March Madness, we are exactly three weeks away from Selection Sunday. So it's getting close. Yes. Um, Okay, I'm going to get my Premier League note out of the way. So the title race is over. Uh, Manchester City is going to win the league this year. They've won 18 straight games in all competitions, 15 in the 16, sorry, in straight in the Premier League, and now own a 10-point cushion. But the race for top four and top six is still very intriguing. Um, and the only other note I had was that the relegation battle is now becoming more interesting as well as Fulham is on a good run and Newcastle Newcastle, by the way, one of the biggest clubs in terms of stadium size and population of their, you know, the city uh, in the premier league could be relegated. They're only three points above safety, which is one game. Uh, That would be hilarious. And I would love to see that. So I am very much rooting for Fulham the rest of the way and for Newcastle to go down. Because that is just another, that'd just be, uh, that'd be wild, you know? That'd be crazy. So, that's all I had for that. Crazy, crazy year in the Premier League. All right, Victor, take it away. NFL, that's you. Oh, okay. Um, well, while I have both of you here, biggest note in the NFL, Carson Wentz was traded. Uh, so many to approach this from um, first off traded to the Colts for a second and third round pick uh, it is the now largest dead caps dead cap hit in NFL history just over 33 million I believe uh, that the Eagles will have in dead cap space from Carson Wentz I don't even entirely know where to begin um, let's start with who do you guys believe in the <laughs> I know we've talked about this uh, between each other, but yes, while we're on while we're on air, who do you think won the trade? Brett, the Indianapolis the Colts. Colts. Yes. I don't. Know. I mean, I'm just so sick and tired of this Carson Wentz guy. He can't play football. He's terrible. Yeah, the Colts won this trade. Okay, so we're all in agreement that the Colts won. And um, I was just gonna say, if the... that second oh, round pick like turns into a first round pick. Um, and it's based on like snap percentage that that Carson plays and stuff like that. Um, the Colts, I I still think win this uh, win this trade. 
I agree. I think it was telling how so many of um, Wentz's former coaches and current and former Eagles teammates all uh, took to Twitter and said how well he's going to do next year and that they're so happy for him for getting out of Philly, basically. Um, I think that's pretty telling as to how good of a trade this was for the Colts and how well-respected he was uh, just as a teammate. So, and, uh, you know, Spencer, I'll let you touch more on how he's reunited with Frank Reich now, but I think that is we talked about this before the trade even happened, how that would be a really good fit for both to get back yeah. together because of how well yeah. they did together. And uh, yeah, that's going to be super exciting as well. If you're a Colts fan, which I'm not, but you are. So go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I can obviously talk on this probably for quite some time. Um, I think it's also, you, you brought up how it's telling about like the teammates and stuff. I think it's telling that Eagles fans who don't have some weird vendetta against Carson Wentz because he was upset about the situation that he was now in um, because you don't have a right to be upset about that kind of situation, I guess. Um, I think it's super telling that a lot of them were like, okay, he's, he's going to have like legitimate receivers. I don't think the Colts have a great receiving core, but like they aren't bad. Um, and the, the real key is that he's going to have a really good offensive line and a, you know, a good young running back. Um, yeah, I, I think he's going to be given a lot of the right tools to, to uh, hopefully return, you know, even close to 2017 Carson. Um, I mean, even uh, – 2018 or 2019 uh, he was throwing to practice squad guys then and was able to get to the playoffs so yeah uh, Mm -hmm. I think there was so much there was so much more wrong in Philadelphia than Carson Wentz I don't think he was really the issue at all but we'll see obviously Um, and yeah uh, the, the Eagles wanted I think what they wanted, what basically what the the Lions got for Stafford, um, and so they 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 really lose this trade, in my opinion. I think he's going to have all the the right tools, um, like you said, reuniting with Reich, and then just like the team that's going to be around him. And I think the the best thing that you can yep. point to, like thinking that, not just the fact that Carson's going to be reunited with Frank Reich, like. Think about the year Philip Rivers had his last year in, uh, I guess they were in Los Angeles at that point, but his last year with the Chargers wasn't a very good Philip Rivers year. And then he went to Indy mm-hmm. and he put together a pretty, a pretty solid season. I mean, they went 11 and five and I really don't see any reason why the Colts won't be able to do that with Carson Wentz. Like, I'm not saying this guy's going to win MVP. I'm not saying that he's going to be, the guy he was beforehand, but I really just have a hard time believing that him in the system with Reich and the team around him, I I really just have a hard time believing that all of a sudden the Colts are going to be terrible. And I have a hard time believing that he's not still capable of being a good quarterback in the NFL. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you brought up the Stafford situation. When you compare this to, you know, the trade for for Stafford that the Rams made, I think this is just reiterates how much mm-hmm. of a steal it is for the Colts. Uh, I would much rather have Carson Wentz and give up a second and a third than have Matt Stafford give up two firsts and my young quarterback. I, it's after the other QB move that happened to compare this to in the offseason, because typically we see kind of the bar set. And that that dictates how other players of the same position will be paid and traded and what their value is, at least for that offseason, because between year and year it differs. Um, after the bar was set so high with Stafford, I thought that, you know, the Colts were going to overpay if they did go mm-hmm. after a different QB. This is a steal. Um, not only are they probably getting an upgrade at QB from 
where right. Philip Rivers is currently in his career to where Carson Wentz is, um, just on the level of play. Also, huge win for Carson Wentz, as you guys said. Uh, he needed out of Philly. And let's just not forget the fact that uh, Indy has an O-line, so that's huge, one of the better ones in the NFL. Um, love this for him also, along with the Colts. Just all around a win on that side of the football. Eagles really messed up. Uh one of the last things I wanted to bring up in this, are you guys surprised this happened since Doug Peterson was let go? Because what I kind of thought was once they let Peterson go, that it was them making a conscious decision of it was going to be one or the other, Peterson or Wentz is gone, so we're choosing Wentz. And that's not the case. I, I am not at all because I don't believe – for a second, any all of those rumors that Peterson and Wentz hated each other because having seen them firsthand at training camp in person, they they had a relationship, and I just don't. I really don't see you know Wentz struggling, and so Peterson going to Hertz, causing them to not speak to each other and s- create such a toxic thing. So I wasn't surprised at all. I think you know the this relationship that was broken was between Wentz and the organization as a whole not Doug Peterson so I he was always on the way out in my mind whether Peterson stayed or went and okay um to touch on the Stafford thing real quick I know this wasn't your question but the Eagles were just kind of forced into selling low I mean Wentz's value has never been lower at, at the time they decided to move him so that was I think that was part of it too uh, so the Colts get lucky there as well that they can kind of get him at his lowest point. Yeah. Uh, but before I answer that's all. your question, back, to build off of that, in this scenario, I see Carson Wentz being closer to Jared Goff than I see him being cl- to like Matthew Stafford in, in any sort of trade scenario. I, I would have like, I it, after seeing what the Rams had to do to, to get Stafford and move Goff at the same time, I would have expected like the Eagles would have had to put together a similar package if they wanted to trade to get Stafford. They would have had to send Carson Wentz and picks mo- more than likely. You know what I mean? Um, but I think they were trying to value him yeah. as a Matthew Stafford, which I, I just think is 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 wrong. Um, yeah. Uh, and then, Vic, off of your question, I, I'm with Brett. I think no matter what, he was kind of on his on the way out, um, whether Peterson was going to be there or not. Uh, maybe they thought that could fix things, but I don't think it ever really had the chance, and I think they kind of knew that. And I don't think just doing a, a clean slate is necessarily a bad thing, especially after the shit show that last year was with all of this. Um but I mean, they still need to get for, they still need to get rid of Howie Roseman, in my opinion, um, if they really want to do that, and they haven't done that yet. So, um, I I don't think just like starting over is a bad thing. Um, if we're ready to go on, that's clearly not their plan. But okay. Well, then, any other comments on this from either of you? Um, I know. I, I, no, I guess, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we all look forward to seeing what he does this year with, obviously, more weapons um, at basically every position, more, more care in that offensive line and more of a protection net there. And I think I speak for all of us when – we expect a bounce back year from him, uh, to say the least. I don't see him. I don't see any way he does what he did last year. I see mm-hmm. definitely an improvement and a bounce back. And yeah, moving on. Um, Brett, I'll let you run with this because I actually didn't see this. So let's talk about the Carolina Panthers. Uh, hold on. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah, the Panthers released a lot of good players because apparently the Panthers had um, a lot of dead cap, speaking of dead cap, and this is helping them. So they were going to have around $9 million in cap room 
heading into this offseason, and now they have uh, $28.5 million because they released four players. They released Pro Bowl defensive tackle Kawan Short, defensive end Stephen Weatherly, safety Trey Boston, and their punter. All gone. I don't know who any of those guys are. Uh, I'm assuming one or both of you do, so I'll let you talk more on the players themselves. But, um, yeah, kind of weird. I don't know what the Panthers' plan is this offseason to replace those guys. I would assume via the draft if they're trying to save money. But they'll also have money to spend now in uh, free agency. So, that'll so be interesting. one thing that I saw was that the Panthers may try to make a run at Deshaun Watson. And so by oh, well, offloading um, all of this uh, money, that would that would free up the space to try and, and do that. Let's run with that. Do you think they should go after? Do you think they should be one of the teams going after Deshaun Watson in that division? In this economy? I, I don't know. I don't know what... Deshaun Watson wants anymore. Apparently, he's willing to go to the Jets, but then people question him and say, "You do realize that the Jets are also a shit show?" And he's like, "I understand that the Jets are a shit show, but I think they could turn it around." And I'm like, "What are you on? No, they can't. Jets are terrible, and so are the Panthers." And I'm just, if he's got to be good, like be on a good team, have something around him. You know, I think he should go to the Eagles. For being real. Uh, I I think the Panthers. I think any team should mm-hmm. go for Deshaun Watson, unless you're like the Chiefs or, I mean, you know, a team of that nature. But yeah, so Panthers, why not? I mean, will it make them like a Super Bowl contender? No. Will it make them a possible playoff team? Maybe. Will it be something that gives us something to talk about? Yeah. So. <laughs> Okay, you know, why, why not go for it? I guess I'm just trying to think of for next year, and it's way too early, but if they get to Sean Watson, are obviously, let's say McCaffrey's healthy for the year, are they going to finish better than the Saints without Drew Brees? Probably not in my mind still. I mean, the Saints are still a much better team. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I- that's so that's a toss. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Could they finish better? Could they finish better than the Falcons? Yeah, well, yeah. And, and could they finish better than the Buccaneers? I mean, they fi- didn't they finish better with the Falcons this year also without Deshaun Watson? I think Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey basically. So yeah, uh, so yeah. I mean, they could be a wildcard team. Yeah, especially if there's seven wildcard teams now again. That's a permanent thing, right? That wasn't a COVID thing. Correct. So yeah, they could definitely squeak in. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Match will work. Totally. Tits. 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 Um. Speaking of releasing players, Deshaun Jackson was waived from the Eagles uh, this past week. Yeah. I'm surprised. Um. I mean. Not like they have a deep receiving court. <laughs> I mean, any comments? I, I thought it was a little weird when Brett told me this earlier. Yeah, I mean, he might be done now, like, career-wise. Uh, just so many injuries lately. Yeah. Last few seasons. But he had a great career. I mean, doesn't he hold the record for, like, most, like, 60-yard touchdown Probably. catches or something like that? I think it's catches yeah i forget where they define so them. i mean hall of famer maybe probably not maybe i don't know is that enough to get you in i don't know it is a record well, you're a record holder so maybe is in the mlb hall of fame uh well the uh, we don't need to talk about the mlb <laughs> in their hall of fame yeah i, <laughs> uh, I, I was uh, like i yeah I kind of had like a, a mixed reaction to this. Like it was one of those things where it was like, at first I read it and I was surprised. And then the more I thought about it, I wasn't really that surprised. And I kind of have a feeling um, we're going to see 
a couple more uh, players get released from the uh, Eagles, uh, Zach Ertz. Um, but yeah, so mm-hmm. uh, again, this is like something where it's like he's old and and like you said, Brett, he's here he, late, especially. I mean, this year he he was hurt, and then he came back and in his first game back immediately got hurt again because of like an ugly hit, and so he did a touchdown did pass though, yeah, from Carson Wentz. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, makes sense. A little shocking, but he's probably done. So, and realistically, I don't know how much else he really has in him at this point. And look, I mean, Travis Fulgham's the guy in Philly now. Mm-hmm. All right. He, he's a stud. So that's the guy you build around. So I, I, I did hear Alshon Jeffries right. likely to get cut as well, probably for the same reasons. I mean, him and Deshaun Jackson are – Copy paste what I just said about Deshaun Jackson. You know that applies to Alshon mm-hmm. outside of the record holder thing and the Hall of Fame thing. But yeah, uh, if this is the end for Deshaun, he finishes at the moment forty-first all-time in receiving yards, uh, just outside the top one hundred in receiving touchdowns. Mm. When you hear that, knowing he's still record holder and known as like the deep threat, do do you think he makes it? Uh, no, those numbers don't tell me he's a Hall of Famer when you put it like that. But again, he does hold that record for. So I don't know. I don't know. I still don't know. That didn't help me at all, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But um, mm-hmm. speaking of all, all all of this, you mentioned Zach Ertz. He'll he'll likely be traded, I imagine, or cut this offseason, yes. like you said. Um. Why? I couldn't. T- I actually did not know if you guys were joking at first. Why? Let's talk about this. Why? About the Eagles organization. About Wentz. Okay. Yeah, m- mostly just the organization as a whole. I mean, he wanted once. Him and once were buds too, but that's not why he wants out solely. Also, he's a big contract, or he's due a big contract, isn't he? Isn't this the last year now of his deal? I think. I'm pretty sure. Somebody can look that up for me. I'm working on it. Um, I know he's due a big contract soon, and the Eagles likely aren't going to want to pay him. And, I mean, yeah. He'll get traded for, like, a, I don't know, like a fourth and a conditional fifth. Yeah, I fifth. think the Colts. I think the Colts had an offer for him that was, like, a fourth or something like that, maybe a fifth. And uh, they're obviously valuing him higher. I hope they just cut him, and then I hope the Colts pick him up, because why not? I like that connection. I mean... Yeah. Colts, the <laughs> Buccaneers, or the Patriots, right. or something, yeah. Uh, jumping to his contract, he's going to make 8.25 this year for the Eagles, and then uh, this is his last year. That's what it is. So... Yeah. Um, yeah, then he will hit free agency unless they resign him as a 32-year-old. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I heard the contract negotiations were not going well. This was all this past year, and it was because he was upset. He didn't know if he wanted to sign. Plus, the Eagles were lowballing him. A lot of good stuff happened there. So, If we're just going to pile on the Eagles thing, mm-hmm. Brett, you brought it up beforehand. They, they're apparently thinking about drafting a quarterback like in the first round uh to to compete against mm-hmm. Hertz. Which Definitely the biggest need yeah fucking blows my mind. Like just, just oh my fucking <laughs> like fix your other issues. This is like when the Browns consistently year in and year out were drafting a quarterback and it was like killing me. Like dude, just let the I mean you got rid of Wentz. Let Hertz play. Just sign. Well, yeah, Spencer. That's the thing, though. Like draft to actually fix your fucking issues. Okay, but is Hertz the solution? Well, it is like the Browns, but the difference is the Eagles have or had a very capable franchise quarterback, and they might have another one, and they're still drafting quarterbacks. So that's the difference there. I mean, I don't. 
the Browns had like Brandon Whedon and like well, Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel and... <laughs> I can't remember who else. There was a bunch of others, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's just – it's not really surprising. I mean, look, the Eagles need to sign another – sign or draft a quarterback just to fill out the roster, yeah. right? So, yeah, but know, not the – Why uh, not take one in the first round uh, and upset Jalen Hurts and <laughs> cause more drama, you know? It's just – I've said it before and I'll say it again. Like, it's honestly a miracle how this organization has won a Super Bowl with just how consistently poorly yes. they are run. I mean – they haven't they haven't been run well since <laughs> ever probably i was thinking maybe when like oh, andy reed was the coach cuz they were consistent they were consistent then yeah but they couldn't win like i don't know it's been just a oof oof howie roseman man he's a good gm he's like the i call him the peter Shirelli of the nfl that's lost on me he he was the. That's fair. He was the Oilers GM for a while. The Houston Oilers. You know, get the reference. Yeah. The the Edmonton one, yeah. The the Connor McDavid Oilers. Yeah. By the way. Okay. <laughs> completely random, but I'm. St- it's still just insane to me how the Oilers. Won four straight draft lotteries. Not four straight. Four out of five or something like that. It still upsets me. Oh, let's let's jump on this. Uh, and this will be the last thing, I think, for the episode. I saw a, I want to hope it's a rumor, that the NHL at least considered uh, or is considering making it so that if you get a top three pick one year in the NHL, draft that you can't get it the next year oh i like that do you okay this is this is yeah because then uh the oilers can't get Connor mcdavid and taylor hall and nail yakupov and uh uh, who am i forgetting nugent hopkins and uh uh, there's more there's more there's more well those were the lottery ones but then they also had high draft picks for darnell nurse and uh jesse pulley and uh the list goes on. Jordan Eberle, so I guess he's a second-round pick. Never mind. I guess in theory, that would then make sure... Like, if you're the worst team in the NHL, I think with this, it would mean you still would be guaranteed the fourth pick. Right? That's how it works. Like, you, they only do yeah. the lottery for the top that, three. That's fair. So, yeah. Um, do you think for... Let's say they put that in next year. For this upcoming five to ten... Maybe not five. For this upcoming decade, that that gives an unfair advantage then to the teams who did just load up on multiple, like multiple uh, top five picks even for the past few years, like Like Detroit and Anaheim. And the Oilers? Yeah. Well, the Oilers fucked theirs up, but the, the rest have potential, you know? So. I mean, no, I don't think it's unfair. Because okay. well, I'll just put it this way: Do you think it's unfair the way it's currently constructed? I like that there's a lottery. If somewhat, I would absolutely hate if it was just like the NFL and worst team got the first pick, um, because then you promote tanking. Like right now, obviously, the worse you do, the better odds you have. But it doesn't benefit you like too too much to be that much worse. I mean, you know. It's hard to tank in hockey, though. Like, it's easy in the NBA, obviously. But, like, in hockey, it's kind of hard because it's hockey. Like, there's different – it's just different. I don't know. But, I mean, look, I think if you're okay with the way it is now, then you shouldn't look back if they do change it and think it was unfair right now because it's not. You're okay with it. Does that make sense? Repeat that. <laughs> so, like, if you think it's fair now <laughs> – then yes. if they do change it, you shouldn't look back and think it's it was unfair the way it is now because you just said you think it's fair now. So that would be my message to people if they do change it. You thought it was fair then. So just because they changed it doesn't mean it was then unfair. Does that make sense? That's, right. It's not that it was 
unfair and they're making it fair. It's just they're possibly trying to improve right. the of it. Well, yeah, I see what you're yes, saying. Yes. Um, God, now my brain hurts. Yeah. I, I just heard that. And um, this past week, honestly, I've, I don't know which way I'm leaning. I go back and forth between thinking like this could be good uh, because I think long term, it actually should really help with the balance uh, and prevent the creation of, you know, those power teams. Look at the Penguins uh, even getting what Flurry, Malkin, Crosby uh, with a number one and number two and a number one pick in three straight drafts. And that was enough to to help start a dynasty for them. So I think it will limit the amount of dynasties you see built just from drafts. Um, but I think it will help give, you know, Ottawa, Detroit an upper hand for, you know, three years away from now for the next like seven after that. And even New Jersey, because Jack Hughes each year, they're set up. Yeah, I see both sides. You talking about the draft reminded me I forgot something with the NHL. Uh, Trevor Zegras made his NHL debut today as we're recording this. Boston University product. Uh, he was a top pick of the Anaheim Ducks. While back, was playing in the AHL, tearing it up. Called up tonight. I'm assuming taking Adam Henrique's spot, which was also kind of weird that he got sent down. But um, So congrats to Trevor Zegras. He's a, another name to familiarize yourself with everyone yes if you didn't uh learn who he was after the world juniors yes so well on that note i think we're ready to end the episode we won't drag it out any longer it's funny that last week i think it was like a half hour episode and i wasn't here and now i'm here and it goes fucking over (laughs) an hour and so if that's my fault i'm really sorry no, there's just not a lot to talk about last week. We're also completely okay with it going this long. It's not like we try and keep it short and then it gets dragged out. Yeah, people it's love just... listening to our voices. Yeah. If you're if you're willing to listen past the 10-minute <laughs> mark, you're probably willing to listen all the way through. So, like, <laughs> yeah. honestly, if you're willing yeah, to listen right. past the five-minute mark. Uh, so. Well, no, let's keep it going yeah. then. Well, thank you to everybody who... <laughs> Oh, no. Until next time. Stay-